This is Comic Picks by the Glick. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hey, Jason Glick. Um, wow, it's almost September, man. <laughs> it is. It's like, I can't believe it, but that's how time time works in this mm-hmm. world. Hey, there's some light at the end of the tunnel. 2020 will end soon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it will, but, you know, it's like, I think, will, will, actually, will things actually change? It's like, I certainly hope so. It's like, well, I'll, I'll certainly be happy if my um, most recent order of comics... Um, like arrive soon because hey guess what it didn't happen this time oh what are we going to talk about tonight okay well we're going to one of my fallback topics and um well as far as fallback topics it's guess it's kind of a big one because it's about one of the uh, most famous creators in comics working on his most one of his most signature titles and that's talking about frank miller and friends working on daredevil the man without fear now a little bit of history is that um, basically, like for like for years, Daredevil was kind of like a second tier character for it's like for Marvel. Just like the uh, he was like the blind superhero who sent who after like who, like who lost his sight after he saved this um, this man from cross, crossing the crossing the street and um, it's like after, where um, this um, radioactive isotope is being transported through like through like through New York and um, after he saved this man, it's like well this isotope is just like like um flew out from the truck blinded him but um turns out that murdoch um got um enhanced senses um like as a result of this exposure so even though he lost his, his eyesight now he had like enhanced enhanced like touch tastes um hear it's like hearing and like and feeling like through like and that allowed him to be to become a superhero like daredevil the man without fear and also like marvel Marvel Universe is on foremost attorney as well because his dad um, was battling Jack Murdock, a like a two-bit boxer who basically want, didn't want his son become a uh, just like a punch, just like a like a punching guy like him. So he said, "Yeah, so you're gonna study, like do good in school, and be, make something of yourself." And so Matt did, and he became he became a lawyer, and he basically became like you know the one lawyer that all the more well. If um, Daredevil isn't available to defend you when you're a superhero, well, then She-Hulk will. But, you know, really, it's Daredevil who's, like, everyone everyone comes to, really. And, but, even though it's like he was, like, his series ran for, like, a, was running for a good long while before um, Miller, Miller came on board, like, he wasn't, like, there wasn't really any, like, you know, like, big definitive, like, um, like, a, like, um, Daredevil Type, type epics. I mean, like, yeah, sure, creators like Stan Lee, again, Wally Wood work, had worked on him, but you know, it's like, but then um, but um, but, like, Daredevil was just kind of like he was just kind of like a, uh, like, like a B-list character and all. You're not gonna see like like Daredevil headlining like a, a second series in addition to his main title anytime soon. Yeah, but then, um, well, like, but then, then the early 80s, well, um, writer Roger McKenzie was doing doing his thing, and then like halfway through his run, well, like he got a new artist, a guy by the name of Lanky Frank Miller, who um, Marvel like advertising like your typical bombastic fashion and saying like, hey, you know, this guy is gonna this guy is gonna go places and all. It's like, and we predict that he's gonna become one of the uh, like like one of the big hot new artists like artist sensations like like. Like in the Marvel universe, and you know what? They were right. I mean, because I know Frank Miller, you know Frank Miller, everyone knows Frank Miller, 
And you know, a lot of people know Frank Miller because of how he's become kind of like more of a right right wing crank over the years. But let's not get into that right now. But we're talking about his like his debut on Daredevil, and well, it involves a like a um, it's like a gorilla. It's like a uh, it's like a gorilla, a cat, and a hawk themed um, trio super super villains. Those the unholy three um, fighting. Like fighting for this guy who can phase through, like phase through objects and like and kill you with a touch. It's really um, standard superhero stuff, and that kind of like marks on a lot of what um, a lot of stuff that that um, Miller did while he was working with um, McKenzie. It's like as a writer. It's like in fact, um, like while McKenzie um, worked, like did write the uh, the first few issues that that Miller that that Miller was illustrating. Miller eventually um, started co-plotting the issues with with the writer before taking over the series like the right the writing artistic chores um full time it's like with issue it's like with issue on 165 and boy did he because first his first um solo issue as a writer and artist he introduced um electra it's like one of the uh it's like one of like one of the characters that has like a uh, it's a big pull in the Marvel universe, mainly because for a good long while she was dead and she wasn't coming back. But um, before she died, well, she was introduced as a, uh, it's like as a Greek as a Greek ninja, it's like and, and bounty hunter who um also happened to be um Matt's, uh, it's like a Matt's um, college girlfriend. In fact, um, Miller made a lot of um key additions to it's like two Daredevil's mythos that um that have stuck around. Like through just about every in every run that has that has followed. I mean, in addition to Electra, it's like he, he it's like he also introduced the uh, like the hand, the evil. It's like like the evil nin, like a um, ninja cult that has like menaced Daredevil and lots of other like Marvel heroes. It's like throughout, like throughout the years, he introduced Stick, Daredevil's um blind blind mentor who taught him how to um, control his senses um after he had been um, blinded by that radioactive ice isotope. It's like, oh, and he's also kind of responsible for making um, the kingpin and a bullseye um, even more like, um, it's like, um, like a cent- centric me- uh, members of Daredevil's rogues gallery. Just cause, like you can't do like a uh, like a Daredevil story without bringing in the kingpin. It's like or bullseye after, like after Miller was done with them, and but, and while like and well, like a lot of the runs at the time, I mean Miller's run. I didn't have an overarching story. It was just kind of like, you know, just, he was just kind of, like, you know, like throwing out stuff here. It's like here and there, you know, like, it's like after Electra, it's like, you know, he brought back, like he brought back the, uh, the king, the kingpin. It's like, and then, um, and he also had, had him mixing, mixing things up with, um, Ben, Ben Urich, the, uh, re- like the Billy Bueller reporter who figured out, um, like, um, Daredevil's secret, secret identity. Like there was a there was a lot of like stuff that you know that, that's familiar. It's fun, but um, the main reason I think that um, Miller's um, run kind of like stands out a lot um, as as a as one of the defining runs of the character is that well, not necessarily it's not that it's more grounded, but it's just like a just it's just that much more mature, for lack of a better word. And you know, if you're hearing me say like what Frank Miller, it's like as a mature. It's like I'm writer artist. <laughs> Pull the other one, Jason. No, well, no. It's like I know what you're saying, but the thing is that 
um, that Miller's um, like um, hard, it's like hard boiled noirish approach. It's like two, it's like two, like I'm um, two Daredevil. I mean, like no one's gonna miss look at his stuff and like make it for like you know like like grounded like you know real world um like like um drama, but it's like it was, but it's like but it did uh, like attack the characters with 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 more sophistication. It's like an intelligence that 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 had come before. I mean, looking at um, I mean, I am working off of the Daredevil um, omnibus by um, Frank Miller and Klaus Janson, and this basically collects all the stuff that Miller did on in his initial run, like on the character. And looking at the uh, initial stories from Roger McKenzie, which is just basically fairly standard superhero fare, in the sense that you know Daredevil does find himself going up against a lot of familiar. Um, like um, villains. I mean, there even Doctor Octopus shows up here, but after Miller shows up, I mean, like the tone changes. I mean, there's, I mean, even if um, and the only major like uh, guest stars we get are like, Power Man and Iron Fist, and um, even then they're just like treated as like you know just like a couple of guys who are just like here to bodyguard um, Matt Murdock. So it's like, I can I can see like why this why this one resonated in the sense that you know. Basically, like took took this character that was just like you know, hey, just just another superhero and all, and like made him feel like just a bit more real. Made his character like made his um, adventures just just come off as um, like that much more like dangerous, I guess. I mean, like where you've got like this like this this is this is the run where it starts with like you know him fighting off like some animal themed superheroes, and it ends with um, him playing Russian roulette with his arch nemesis. Like, like in a ho- like in a hospital, so that's that's kind of like where where things go. It's like, and even if like it doesn't quite resonate with me to, today, I mean, like I can at least see you know like how this like like you know just how it appealed to everyone to the kids reading this back like like back in the early eighties. Just you know like to be like you know like just like your average comic book reading. Like kid, it's like in in eighty one or eighty two, and coming upon something like this, and you're kind of like wow like this is kind of like this is like strange like this is dangerous this is like like farm like this isn't like this is like the kind of stuff that spider-man gets into you it's like every month and that's and that's kind of like i think the the appeal of um like of this run i mean as it is today it's like you know ah, it's fine i mean it's like you kind of have to have i don't i guess like some kind of appreciation uh or acknowledge uh, Acknowledgement of like you know what Miller was capable of, and you now like, how does like how does this feed into like the man's legend and all? Because this is this is where the legend of Frank Miller begins. I mean, this and all the Wolverine miniseries, his illustration of the Wolverine miniseries at the time, are basically what kind of propelled him into comic book royalty. And then from there, from here came went Ronin, came the Dark Knight Returns, and you know just like from. It, like throughout the 80s, like Miller was just kind of like you know turning out you know masterpiece after masterpiece, like you know left and right, and even though I think that I will definitely agree that Miller's um worth has just has thoroughly um like fallen off a cliff over the years. Um, I mean his he's kind of like, it's worth knowing that he that it, it it's only in the sense that you know like what have you done for us lately? You know it's like I mean Miller Miller like hasn't really been able to like recapture anything close to his glory days in recent memory. I mean, yeah, he'll still get just to do stuff like Superman year one, which, you know, I haven't bothered with because I've heard it's just, you know, not, not all that great, but, um, 
back in the eighties, it's like his sensibility, like his noirish, hard world sensibilities. It's like and willing to push push the um, content envelope um, resulted in a lot of um, in a lot of works that just that definitely resonated a lot. It's like with with, with the comics readership, and his uh, run on Daredevil, you know, was like was so resonant that whenever uh, he wanted to come back to it, you know, Marvel basically basically said, no, yeah, sure. So, so that's so that's so so um his so his initial run on Daredevil was only like part of his like association with the character. I mean, he's come back to um Matt, is Matt Murdock like several times since then. One of them was for um. Like um, Daredevil: Love and War, like a Marvel graphic novel that picked up on on a stray loose on a loose on plot thread from from his Daredevil run because at one point um, it's like the king, Kingpin's wife um is thought to be dead, but um it turns out she had only been um like thrust into the the uh, sewer system of New York, um basically wound up being wound up being a uh, it's like it's like an like like a brain brain damaged um. It's like a pretty individual, like who lived among its, excuse me, it's uh, it's like it's homeless people, but but even though it's like um, she was eventually returned to the kingpin, um, it's like as part of a deal, as part of a deal to um get his uh, mayoral candidate like off the books. Well, we never find out, just, you know, what happened after um after Matt um like returned. Like um, like returned Vanessa to like to the kingpin. Well, that's what Daredevil: Love and War is about. It's basically like, basically like shows you what the kingpin does. It's like his wife is basically just kind of a space case, and you know she he's got to find to find a way to like you know bring back the woman who loved him, one who saw past the uh, the vicious brute that he was as the kingpin. And so he does in order to do this. Well, he orders um this um. This big-time French psychologist's um, wife to be kidnapped on the streets of New York. Well, so so in order to uh, get the get so so the he, so he does this, so he so he pulls this off, and um, well, but the problem is that the uh, guy he recruited in order to um, steal the uh, uh, kidnap the like the psychologist's wife. Well, this guy is like. Definitely, um, like several cards short of a deck. It's like he he is a great ace psycho, and it's like and so it kind of falls on onto Daredevil to try and figure, try, try and like save like save this woman before this guy, like um like the, does bad things to her. It's like and that's only half of the story. But the real but the problem with this with the uh, writing here is isn't that you know it's like it's. It, it, I mean, like Miller does a good job of like generating like this suspense and like I'm um, getting you to feel like um, getting you to feel for like you know the, the king the kingman side of things for for like a term or just like bringing you into the uh, like the crazy hitman's um, like mindset. No, it's that um, that is that even this is like it's like a like a six, like a fifty fifty page graphic novel and whoops, it's like you know like a by the time that, um, like, I see that Miller and artist Bill Sinkovich were having so much fun with this that when they realized that, oh, well, we've kind of come to the end of it, and whoops, like, we got two pages to wrap this up. So it's, it's a, it's like, even though it's like, it's, it's like there's, 
there's like lots of great art here. And in fact, like this is a more of a showcase from Sinkovich's talents. It's like in how he can just um, like draw a, like a a hugely oversized kingpin, and so they can feel like he's kind of like how the kingpin like uh, like feels. You know how you look at this guy and think he's a big, huge, imposing figure, and Miller and sorry Sinkovich captures that imposing um, look of the character. It's like immaculately on the page. In fact. You know, if you if those of you familiar with uh, um, like Into the Spider Verse, and you you look at like that version of the Kingpin, you think, dude, why is this guy so big? And you think, no, this is. You look at um, Sinkovich's take on the Kingpin here. This is why he's so big. Like they, like I mean, they were just like drawn on that um, directly for like for that film. I swear to God. But you know, it's 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 a um, it's a graphic novel that's like um, more appreci- you can more appreciate for for. It's a showcase for Sinkovich's talents rather than the, uh, the story itself. Problem is, you can only get it um, if you're willing to, um, it's like buy the uh, like um, Daredevil and Electro Love and War hardcover, which is out of print, and it contains Love and War and uh, Electro Assassin, which is an incredible work that I thoroughly enjoyed rereading, like over this past week. But that's not really a uh, Frank Miller on Daredevil type of story. Um, in fact, um, I actually had wound up having to um, rebuy that story um, when I picked up um, Electra by Frank Miller and Bill Sinkovich because, well, if I wanted to read um, Frank Miller's um, hardcover graphic novel Electra Lives Again, well, my choices were either to um, pay like 50 bucks um, to read it by itself or pay like 50 bucks through Amazon to um, like to read it like in this um, hardcover collection, which normally runs a hundred bucks. So this um, hardcover edition, like will also collects like, like lecture assassin, but also collects bizarre adventures, 28 and what if number 35 bizarre adventures or 28 is a uh, black and white story featuring electric Electra as she takes on a, uh, like a, like a contract to uh, kill, kill this, um, kill this, um, sh- kill this, um, cat um, say it, um, captain of a uh, like a mer- merchant of, of a shipping operation, only find out that well she may have been um, lied to about the reasons why he was want he wanted he was wanted dead, and then um, there's also like what if number thirty five, which you know I was like well a lot of these um, what if stories like tend tend to revolve around the idea that, hey you know like what happened if this if something like this happened well it's like you know it, like they would like things would turn out the same way like, what if the Punisher's family hadn't died well you know they'd probably die anyway and he'd still be the punisher like but um what if 35 is actually kind of nice in the sense that well spoilers for like a 30 year old comic you know bullseye killed electra in the course of um, miller's run and this this uh one shot basically imagines like you know what if bullseye had been killed like in his like uh, prison escape attempt and um what happens when so what happens after like after the fact when uh electra like reneges on on the kingpin's order to kill um foggy nelson and um and so and so what are the consequences she faces after that well she doesn't die in fact um what if number 35 is like a uh it's basically like a uh, happy ending type story for for matt and electra that you know it's like i i, I really kind of appreciate it it was nice nice seeing what they uh what they did what um, Miller did there. It's like just the sense that, Hey, you know, like I have a chance to like, just completely rewrite the character's history. Well, 
hey, you know, I'm going to do something nice for them. And it was really cool. Yeah. But as far as far as the uh, the main story here, I mean, the main reason I bought this um, was for um, Electra Lives Again. And um, it's basically Matt just swimming in guilt about, you know, like, about how, how Electra died. It's like, and how he wasn't able to do anything to like to save her and how he just like, he's just been marinating in that, that guilt for years. And on one hand, this is an amazing artistic triumph by, um, like by Miller and colorist, um, Lynn, Lynn Varley. Um, like it's basically this, this is a, this mini series, this song graphic novel came out, I believe in 19, 1990. And it's, and it's basically like Miller, like coming into his own as, as a style, like it's like the, the slightly exaggerated expressionist stuff that we that, that we know him from, like in the Dark Knight Returns, like in Sin City as well. It's like and it's gorgeous looking looking stuff. It's like um, brought, made even more impressive looking by by Var, Varley's colors. In fact, she gives like the uh, it's like the like this graphic novel like a look that's like that's a depth to it. Depth to it's like. It's look that's just like really impressive to behold, and even though it's just for most of it, it's just kind of like you know Matt just like just like just just realize just like thinking that you know hey you know it's like I couldn't save her it's like and what it's like you know what what does that what does that leave me what does that make me well the problem is that like it's I guess the series kind of, the, the graphic novel kind of works um, more as a uh, it's kind of like a is its own kind of what if. In the sense that it, it, that as things go on, well, uh, Electra, you know, turns out she's not quite dead. Oh, it turns out, well, Bullseye, you know, he's dead, but you know, he's going to come back. So it kind of feels like if I mean the uh, the introduction to this to this graphic novel, which I'm glad that Marvel reprinted here from Ralph Macchio, may mentioned that um, this would this was a very um, long in the works. Um, project that went through several editors and at some point i can imagine that it was meant to tie into moral continuity but as things went on i imagine that you know it, it basically like they basically just figured hey you know what frank just do whatever you want as long as you can actually get this to come out so so it's turns so in terms of like a storytelling i mean it's 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 like it's just kind of it's kind of like uh frank miller's like own continuation to his dirt Daredevil run. It's just you know like Matt coming to terms with, with Electra's death, and there's that, and there's like um all sorts of stuff you could want from there, like him fighting Bullseye, him like fighting the Hand. It's like that kind of, that kind of stuff is good, and the art is incredible. Especially there's one like Escherus um like scene where like um it's like where Matt's um like going through uh like it's like the uh. It's like police, like police station, and there's all and like the and you're seeing all these like the staircase go down and down, and oh hey, even Garrett from Electro Assassin is here as well. It's like I mean, this is some of the, like the, I will say this this is some of the best art I've seen from Miller, and like after like having to like wade through his misbegotten contributions to from uh, the Dark Knight, um, the Dark Knight Three, the Master Race, well. It was. This is actually a nice reminder of just you know what Frank Miller could do when he had the actual actual discipline to to sit down and um, give us give us some like really some some really detailed art 
with some I can press with some nicely composed composed scenes as well. So yeah, like it was. So yeah, it was worth it was worth picking this up. And it's this is about the only way you can like um, read um, like uh, Electro Lives Again at a decent price like on um, price point. It's like well through Amazon at least. Oh, assuming and also the fact that it contains um, Electro Assassin. Well, that's pretty great as well. But you know, it's like the fact that you know you're having to buy like several different things if you want to read all of um, Frank Miller's like Daredevil. Well, well, it gets better because there's also like the Daredevil um, by Frank Miller Companion, which collects like a lot of a lot of other stuff by that that the character that the writer writer artist has done with the character, and um, including um, the two two uh, series that I've got. In paperback form, one of which is on um, Born Again, which is his seven-issue return to the character, like years after he, uh, it's like he did, like um, he left, he left him. This time with artist um, David Mazzucchelli, who he did on um, Batman Year One with. Now, Born Again is famous for being the fact that you know it's basically it was basically kind of a dramatization of the worst-case scenario for any superhero. What happens when you're Arch Nemesis finds out your secret identity. That's what happens. That's the premise of this series here. Because after um, Daredevil's like uh, ex-girlfriend Karen Page sells um sells his identity for a for a hit of heroin, well, like Kingpin just like uses it to like, completely dismantle um, Matt Mur- Matt Murdock's life. And reading this um back in the day, it's like I imagine this is like a hugely um, pressing and nerve-wracking read in the sense that you know you didn't know what was going to happen. Like I mean, this is something you didn't see happen in comics in this era. Period. You know, like the the villain finding out the hero's identity. Oh, what's going to happen next? Oh, it's it's horrible. I mean, he destroys he, he wrecks Matt Murdock's legal career. His finances blows up his house. It's like, and then when uh, Matt finally comes to um, face him, well, he just like Kingpin just like um. Be, like um, bashes his face into the into the ground. Problem is, what Kingpin doesn't do is kill him outright because he just figures, hey, you know, just toss him into a, say, like, it's like into a into a taxi and like um, it's like and he'll and I and throw him into throw him into the river and he'll drown. Well, that doesn't happen. And well, as you can probably guess, um, after you break a like a hero down, uh, specifically a Marvel corporate-owned character down, well, the only thing left to do is to build them back up, which is what, um, which is what, like, follows from there, and, uh, well, here's where things, like, kind of fall apart a bit, because, well, it's, because, well, I do think that it was interesting for Mar- for Miller to introduce, um, it's like, uh, Matt's, uh, Matt's mother to the, uh, like, like, to the oral mythos, because, like, all we knew, like, up to this point was just, like, hey, you know, like his mother left, and like a bat, and his dad, Batlin Jack, um, raised him himself. So, so we got a big, you know, like um, introduction to the canon there, and we got another one as well. We got um, Nuke, um, a uh, it's like a, a drug crazed, um, like drug cra- crazed, um, like super soldier who, like who does does all the uni- the U.S.'s dirty work for them. He kind of reads like. Um, like uh, Miller, like Miller saw um, Rambo: First Blood Part Two, and um, 
think and thought like, man, this is like such bullshit. Here, let me go and make my own version of like how how Rambo would be in real life. And it's kind of it's kind of ridiculous in the sense that okay, so Matt's life has been like broken down and he's getting back up. Oh, and here's this like drug crazed uh, super soldier coming in to like take down take take out New York. And oh, hey, Captain America shows up as well. So it's kind of a team up story too. It's like and oh. It's just kind of ridiculous. I mean, like the uh, the well, it's like well the first well the first couple issues are are pretty solid, and Mezzichelli's art is spectacular throughout. Um, it just kind of like fall just kind of fall apart a bit at the like in the last couple couple issues with the with the addition of Nuke Captain America, and just kind of feels like Miller was kind of like working in his own peccadillos like to the story, and it doesn't and doesn't quite it, and it really doesn't land as well. So. But um, what does work better is um, is Daredevil, the Man Without Fear, which is his retelling of um, Matt's origin with artist um, John Romita Jr. And um, now I like um, I like Romita Jr.'s work. <clears throat> Some people may say that his that he's that he's gotten like looser and like more exaggerated. It's like in, like, in, in a less appealing way over the years. But I think. But um, I still think he's he's a solid artist. I'm looking forward to seeing his like what he does with um, Bendis on um, on these current issues of of Superman um, at, uh, on the on the Superman title. Here though, it's like he does a good he, he does like nice, good, disciplined, um, detailed work, and I really it's like and I thought that um, Miller, that a lot of what um, Miller does to, like in like in re, in expanding like the origin of like of Matt, Matt Murdock. It's like, I mean, it, it does work. I mean, we get to know um Batlin Jack um better. We get to understand like, you know, like why he's so um like hell bent on like, you know, making, having his son make, um make something of himself. And also like, and more, most importantly, like we get to see like how, um how Matt was um, tutored by stick um back. It's like back in the day. It's like, and it's like, and it makes, makes perfect sense. It's like, and also, oh, not just like, and not just the expanded scenes with Stick are great, but the, um, but seeing uh, Matt um, get to know um, Electra, it's like, as, as they were in college, it's like, also, it's like, it's also pretty, like, I'm pretty great as well. It's like, like, I, I didn't, I really didn't have a lot, lot to dislike here. It's like, it's like, and it's a, it's a nice, it's a nice, um, expanded story that, that takes that takes advantage of of the extra length given to it to give like a proper, proper definitive take on on the character's origin and even though it's like you know miller like did show that he liked he liked i'm um, retelling um daredevil's origin like in the course of his run that he does it like one like more than twice but um here um with in the man without fear it's like it's it's like it's a good cohesive story that basically it's like that's that does a great job of it's like uh, like of informing the character. It's like like as like as you know him today. So this this is this is a lot of this is like good fun good fun to read. It's like and um, even though I think that um, Miller's like I said I'm I think that 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 Miller has like has kind of has kind of lost his touch in recent years. And at best he these days he. What he can give us is kind of like more entertaining, awful than like outright entertaining. But rereading um, his work on Daredevil 
has more or less make me realize that, hey, you know, it's like he, that he did like lots of great stuff with the character back in the day. And, um, it's like, and even if like, you know, he's kind of, he's kind of, he's kind of lost it. It's like it, what he's, what he's delivered like in the past is still, still worth reading. It's like, even though it's like, it may be kind of pricey. Um, well, it's like, it's still worth a shot. If he, worth a, worth a look, if you find, it's like, if you can um, find it, um, it's like for, like for cheap or, you know, just whatever. So there's the, uh, Daredevil by Frank Miller and Klaus Jansen omnibus. There's, um, a lecture by Frank Miller and Bill Sinkovich. Um, there's Daredevil and Electro Love and War. It's like um, Love and War like has a cover price of thirty bucks, but it's probably gonna set you back a lot more since it's out of print. Um, Electra, the Electra Omnibus, also is hundred bucks, but Amazon sold it to me for like fifty. Um, I found the uh, Daredevil um, Omnibus by Miller and Jansen for like sixty-five bucks at Comic Con one year, so maybe it's like. I don't know. It's like cheaper. Um, Born again and uh, the man without fear are part of the uh, uh, Daredevil, Daredevil by Frank Miller um, companion. So, and that I can't remember how much that is, but um, I don't know. So, if you can't find those two volumes at a reasonable price, maybe just look that up. So, there you go. So, Daredevil by Frank Frank Miller and friends. It's like I enjoyed it. It's like it's like it was it was a good look look back through the. Uh, through the old days it's like but you know i think you do have to have kind of an appreciation to for old school marvel to like to really get into it's like so what about you john uh, how much appreciation for like old school marvel um do you, do you got in you you know there's a place in my heart for old school marvel absolutely um right. so you can't uh uh i can't really fault it and i would say um you know, it being out of print and all. Um, you, you've got some options. There, there are options, you know. I mean, outside of going to eBay and trying to find maybe another seller on, like, Amazon or something like that. You can always <laughs> go try to, try to go to your used bookstores. Maybe not go to your used comic bookstores. Maybe they'll have the higher markup. But maybe a used bookstore, if you have one in your area. Um, they or might, even dig- they, digitally. They, I got, I've got to check how much, like, these yeah. go for dig- in digital prices, but... There you go. And yeah, and there's the other piece I was just going to mention. But yeah, you're absolutely correct. So um, that's what I would that that's what I'd recommend. Sounds like you could have a hunt. You know, some people, like I said, you could go to those some uh, like in the area where I live now. They actually do have a chain of the bookstores, so used bookstores. So, and sometimes they don't know what they're sitting on. <laughs> so then, you know, and uh, I don't know if hunting like at your Goodwill or your other places like that, your thrift stores might that that sounds your like grasping at straws and stuff. So um, although not impossible, probably not the first place I would be looking for a, a volume like this. Um, anyway, do you know what you're going to be talking about next week? Well, hopefully next week, after many, many weeks of waiting, I'll finally have my copy of East of West Volume 10, so I'll be able to talk about the entire series in retrospect. But if not, well, I will have to have something else to talk about in the meantime, then. You'll have to grab from the uh, the fount of many things that you have in your library. So, hey, we'll look forward to it either way. We'll catch you next time on Comic Picks by the Glick. All right, laters. Bye.